All right, today we're going to do in the Sicha Baloischa in volume 13, Chelikud Gimel, the uh, first Sicha for the portion of Baloischa. This is a Rashi Sicha, and uh, this Rashi is on the, um, the Pasik. This is in the end of the Parsha, and in, 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 this is in Revi, um, uh, the end of Revi. So over there the Torah talks about the special trumpets that they made, the Chatzotzeres, and the various time how they uh, gathered the people through it. And so one of the things they did, the Pasik and Pasik uh, at, uh, test, it says over there that when there's a war, uh, and then against an enemy, then you also blow in these Chatzotzeres. And then your Hashem remembers you and you'll be saved. And then finally Pasik Yud, in the Parsha Revi, it says, And the days of that you rejoice, and on your festivals, and on the Rosh Chodesh. So then we're also going to use these Chatzotzeres. So it says, So you're going to blow in these trumpets. And he says, When? I guess when you uh, bring the carbon oila, when you bring the carbon shlomim, you blow on the in the chatzotzeres, and then it says, "That will be for you a reminder to God, your God. I am Hashem, your God." That's the pasuk yud. So the Rebbe is going to explain the two Rashi's over here on this pasuk and this last pasuk. The two Divramaschil and Alisech and Yashem Lekechem. And basically, the Rebbe is going to ask some detailed question, but the Rebbe is also going to ask later on what is this Biyom Simchaschem on the day of your rejoicing? What does that mean? Uh, we say Moyadechem, we know that's Yomtev. Rosh Chodesh, we know Rosh Chodeshem. What is the Yom Simchaschem? And. Um, and the Rebbe is going to explain that, that that's actually the impetus for Rashi's commentary over here, as we'll see. But let's look inside. Aleph. Mina posuk. By the way, the Sifri says, means the Shabbos, but the Rebbe says in the Pshat in Rashi, Rashi does not, would not, in Pshutish al-Mikra, there's no indication that Shabbos would be a day of joy and rejoicing. So, what, what does the Biyom Simchaschem mean? That's the Rebbe's key to understanding the Rashi. But first, let's see the Rebbe's question. The Aleph. The, from the words in our parsha, Biyom Simchaschem of Moyadechem, of Rashi Chachechem, Uskaitem Bechatzoitris, Al Eleisechem, Balzivche Shalmechem, Vahoyu Lachem Lizikorn, Lifnei Lekechem, Ani Hashem Lekechem. We just read that whole Posik. That in the day of your rejoicing, during your festival, during Rosh Chodesh, you shall blow in the trumpets, in the Chatzotzeres, on the Korban Oila, Zivcheshlomim. That should be for your remembering for God your God, Ani Hashem Alekechem. So Rashi quotes the verse, Rashi quotes from the Pasik Al Eloi Seichem. Umefarish, and Rashi says, the Korban Tzibur, Hakosuv Medaber. That this Pasik, is talking about the communal sacrifice. When do we blow the chatzotzreis? When do we blow these trumpets? 
that the Pasuk is talking about, it's talking about when it's a Korban Tzibur. This Pasuk, Rashi says, is talking about a Korban Tzibur. So, first, the Rebbe is asking on the language of Hakosu Medaber. This Pasuk is talking of. We need to understand, why would the Rashi, Rashi could have just said, Korban Tzibur. We're talking, what does it mean this Pesach is talking about a Korban Tzibur? It would be sufficient for Rashi to say the Korban Tzibur. That Korban Tzibur Rashi can say. Well, how would we know that the whole Pesach is talking about Korban Tzibur? Maybe Aloy Seichem is Korban Tzibur. But maybe Zivche Shalmeichem, the Shlomim, is there? But the Rebbe says, We would have to say, Even though it does, Rashi doesn't quote, he just quotes, even if he doesn't write it, that also includes, the Lahalon. Because of they are later in the in the pasuk, it's in this pasuk over here. So if it's zivche shalmechem, it's aloseichem, then the zivche shalmechem is included. It's part of this pasuk. Why would you think that it's not included? Why does Rashi? There's something more that Rashi is telling us with the hakos of medaber. The Rebbe is going to learn from the hakos of medaber. To tell us what the Vyemsim Chaschem, how we know we're talking about Korban Tzibur, as we'll see. But the first question the Rebbe says, Rashi should have just said the Korban Tzibur. And then we know in the same Pasik, since it's a Leseichem, the same thing as Yerushalmechem. Why does he have to add the words Akos of Medaber? And number two, where does Rashi know in this simple, literal level of the Pasik? How does he know that it's talking about only a communal carbon and not individual carbon? Maybe when the Pasik says, even if there is a, a personal carbon, not a carbon, uh, the question is what kind of carbon is can make a yomtev? I'm going to get involved, certain But the Pasuk may be talking about any time you bring a carbon, even if it's an individual carbon, you're still going to have to blow the trumpets then. There's going to be the Chatzaytzeris. So how do we know from Rashi that, uh, how does Rashi know from the Pasuk that that's what it means? Yesh uh, Mefarshim, so there's others that explains the Rashi who, that what is Rashi's proof it goes the same thing as we learn in the Sifri and as we find in the Gemara. The Gemara learns out that we learn this from a Hekesh to comparison to the Shlomim. The Gemara learns over there we learn that the Shlomim is talking about from a Tzibur, the community. And since Oila says next to it, the Hekesh is that Eilash al is too. So some want to say that's how Rashi knows it. 
But you know, the Rebbe doesn't buy into this in the learning of Rashi. Rashi, but we've already spoken many times. Rashi mefarish kol hadorush lavonos mikra. Rashi explains any everything that is needed to understand the simple meaning of the pasuk. And the reason for it is because this is to learn the Chumash in the simple Pshat begins when you're five years old. It continues later on, but it has, starts for a five year old. So a five year old has to make sense of it. Rashi does not rely on that which is explained in the Sifri and the Gemara, etc. So if the Imla Hekesh then is covered in Rashi, if Rashi intended this Hekesh for the Shlomim and Oila, Havale Levare, Rashi should have explained it. He could have at least hinted it by writing like we find in the Sifri or similar to this. Rashi could have done that. Based on the above, uh, so we, we can't say that because uh, in Pirush Rashi Zeh Medaber Ba'Kosuf. Rashi said over there, Tzim Kamei Zeh Ha'Kosuf, this Pasuk is talking about, it's not just, it's not like, we're learning out one part from the other part, we're learning out the Eulah from Shlom. This whole Pasuk is talking about Korban Tzibur, Rashi is saying Korban Tzibur. So, it's not, it's not the way they explain it over here. I'm not sure if Gimel is refuting another reason against the Yeshma Farshim, uh, which seems like it, but then that should not be Gimel, then that should be within Bayes. Uh, uh, not sure about that. And Or the uh, Gimel is a new question. Uh, it says, I don't know, gotta look into that. Bayes. Then Rashi quotes, that's the last Rashi. The first one we explained, now Rashi explains the last words of the Pasik. Rashi explains, from here we learn that Malchios comes together with Zechreinus Veshefris. Normally we understand that, you know, on Rosh Hashanah, we're used to that we do special three brachas. We do Malchis, Zuchreinus, and Shefres in the Amidah of Musaf and Rosh Hashanah. We know, and Rashi brought it down earlier too, that I will mention it later, that we have Malchis, Zuchreinus, and Shefres. So, one understands the Rashi saying, from here we learned, that you also have to do Malchis from the Ani Hashem Lekechem, that you also have to malchis im zichreinus v'shoifris. Together, zichreinus v'shoifris. So, when you learn it simply, uh, you would think that what it means, it will see the Rebbe's explanation, but what it seems like is that when you do zichreinus and shoifris, you do the verses of zichreinus, you do the verse of shoifris, you also have to add to them the verse of malchis. Shenemar, as the Pesach says, Rashi says, Usikatem blowing hare shoifris, 
Lizikorin, so this talks of blowing is the shoifer. Lizikorin is harizikorinus. Ani Hashem alekeichem zumalchis zichulu. So that is to say again that when you have zichorinus and shoifers, you also have malchis. That's what we learn from Hashem alekeichem. But if that is the pshat, the Rebbe is going to translate the Rashi totally different than I just said now. But that is the first glance what it comes to, the way one thinks. But the tzarek so this we need to understand. Number one, kimedubar kamapomim. We've already spoken many times. Ein darkish shal Rashi. It is not Rashi's custom. Hamefarish pshutish mikrahu. Rashi explains simple meaning, the literal meaning of the verse. Lelamid hahalochis hanidroshis maaposik to teach us the laws that have been expounded from this verse, or of the verse. He does not bring down, he does not quote the expounding of our sages of blessed memory, Allah Posik, on the verse. Only in a place, when does Rashi quote them? When the expounding of our sages of blessed memories is necessary to understand the simple meaning of the. But in our case, what is lacking in the simple meaning of the verse? For that, Rashi is forced to also bring the halacha. Why does Rashi bring us down the halacha that you have to do that you have to do malchis with zechreinus Why is that important for Rashi to bring down over here? Base. The Rebbe will explain later on that why the, that there's extra words here that mean differently. And because of that, Rashi says the Torah wrote extra word to teach us Allah, as we'll see inside. Base. The Yisaitimism. More than this. Uh, not only is this an extra, but this actually defies, it goes against the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Piru Shakosu, what is the meaning of the verse? Uskatem. That when you blow, when you blow with the chatzotzris, v'hoyu lochem lizikorin, so they will be to you as a reminder. The chatzotzris that you blow will be a reminder before Hashem. Pashutu. So what is, that's a very simple meaning. It's a command to blow in the chatzotzris. That way they will be remembered before Hashem. Similarly, just like the meaning of the Pasuk beforehand, in the previous Pasuk it says, when you go for war, so then you blow, and you will be remembered before Hashem, and Hashem will help you. So over there, we see that you blow in the trumpets to remind you to Hashem, to Hashem to help you. So ve'ilu Rashi mefarshei, but Rashi explains it not like simply the like of Shotay. The skatem Rashi says who psukis shayfres. Notice the Rebbe puts in the words, the verses of shayfres, because it doesn't really say in the Rashi shayfres, but it's understood. The verses of shayfres. That's why we're learning the Rashi at first glance. Uzikorin who psukis zichreinus. Not talking about it all, but Psukim is not talking about 
We're talking about a shoifer that you blow in order to remind, so to speak, Hashem to remember you. That's in the that's as far as the chreinus and shoifers go. And also the malchiyos that Rashi brings out. The words "I am God, your God," which is at the end of the verse. Rashi has already explained before the parshas vaeiro and the portion of vaeiro. The ani Hashem. What does it mean, ani Hashem? Pirushoi nemon leshalim socher toif. What does it mean, ani Hashem? When the Eibush says over there, vaeiro lavrom Yisroel Yaakov. Then it said, "Ushmi avayleg." The Eibush said, "Lachein." What does it mean, Ani Hashem? Rashi explains, Ani Hashem Pirushay, Neman Lashalam Sakhartevkulu. I am trustworthy. You can trust me to pay good reward. Not only does Rashi say the Dajj of Adir, but Rashi adds over there, Romosif. And with this kind of language, we find it being expounded in many places. So it means, Rashi himself says, when it says Ani Hashem, what does it mean? I am trustworthy to pay with his the pastors yes the farish kain gam the pasuk the lan. So in, in, in simply we can explain so also in our verse ani Hashem elikechem neman the shalom schar. I am God your God. I am trustworthy to pay your reward. How come Rashi explains here ba'ayfun achar on a different way? Says it means you say psukei malchius. Base. First of all, Rashi explains it differently. But not only is it different, but it's totally not in the little base like Ipshutiklaw. It's not at all in the simple meaning. The koya psukei malchius that was going on the verse of malchius. And this that it's not the right This is actually hinted Rashi himself. Alludes to the fact that this is not the simple mission. From here we learn, which means this isn't the simple meaning of these words. So, why does Rashi do that? Gimel. Uh, Rashi might think that I Hashem Rashi seems to, Rashi brings from the quotes the word but but he also explains that Zikaita means Psuke Shoifre, Zikaita means Psuke Zikreinus, and Amoris Lifnizia, which are written before Gamke. Rashi should have either quoted them also those words, because he's explaining Uzikata and Lizikorin. Or to explain them beforehand in a independent heading, tell you what skytem is that and what zikorin is. So the Rebbe piles up a bunch of questions. What is the Rebbe intent with all these questions? He wants to show you. You see, if you're going to read the Rashi, that what it means here is pesukah zikorin is pesukah you're going to have all these questions. But the way I'm going to explain to you that we're not talking about the pesukah zikorin and shayfres at all. And then you're going to see and understand what I really mean over here, so it's not connected. All these questions will be answered. And uh, the Rebbe further asks in Gimel, there's further to look into 
in Rashi's words, Aleph, number one, Lama lehikdim Rashi How come Rashi doesn't introduce his commentary? Dorshu Rabbi Seinu Our teachers expounded a similar which his usual way in many places in where the verse does not sit right according to the simple meaning and Rashi has to explain it based upon the expounding of our sages of blessed memory so Rashi introduces it by saying oh it was expounded by our teacher sometimes Rashi does that in our case it doesn't sit well but Rashi doesn't expound it that this all is why not say expounded by our teachers? Rashi ends in the end of his commentary, he says, etc. So Rashi says, What what is what is Vakulu coming here? What else? is Malchis. What is the Vechulu? What is Rashi hinting with this? Since Rashi does bring it, is Masha Remes Shaykh Lepirushe. So maybe what this has a connection to his commentary. So why isn't Rashi? If Rashi is trying to tell us Vechulu, etc., something else, why is he, why does he just say Vechulu? Vechulu is sort of leaving it in between. Etc. In other words, there is something that's connected here. I'm not telling you what it is, but v'cholu. So how do we explain this v'cholu? And Gimel, the Rebbe will show that the parshas Emir, in the portion of Emir, Pirush Rashi. So over there, Rashi says zichroin turua, pesukei zichroinis. He says clearly verses of zichroinis, upsukei shayfris, and verses of shayfir. V'kan shino v'sosam. But here Rashi changes, and he does not, he is um, not clear. And it just says, it says plain, Zechreinus. doesn't say Psuke Zechreinus. It says Shoifris. Zechreinus Shoifris. doesn't say about Psukim. And the Rebbe will actually explain, you'll see that we're not talking about Psuke Zechreinus and Shoifer. We're not talking about taking out the Posik from its simple meaning. And we'll see what the Rebbe explained. So in order to, the explanation of this will be understood by introducing an additional wonder, additional question, additional surprise. It is, we've already spoken many times, that it's Rashi's custom when he explains in his commentary on the Torah, Rashi will explain every item which is closed, which is not clear in the simple meaning of the Pasuk. The Rebbe says many times that if he doesn't know, he'll say, I don't know the answer. But Rashi doesn't just leave it if there is a problem in the Pasuk. Why does Rashi not explain over here what the meaning of the word of Yem Simchaschem? We need to understand how come Rashi did not explain the words? What does it mean on the day that you rejoice? Those, the Pasuk starts you off on the day of your rejoicing. And on the festivals on Rosh Chodesh, what is the days of rejoicing? 
Which day of rejoicing is this Pasuk talking of? We cannot explain that we're talking about the festivals which you have to rejoice in. We know festivals you rejoice in. So that we can't say that it means it because they are mentioned immediately following this. It says, immediately following Zeh, it says, by itself, and then it says, not just, it says, which means, and on the festival, it means that before, is not talking about festivals. So, what is the Yom Simchaschem? So, in the Sifri on the Pasik, he explains, that is the Shabbos. Abel, but Aleph, if it means Shabbos, so Rashi should have explained it. Rashi cannot, based on his style, his philosophy, in his commentary, Lefarish came. Rashi can't explain that it's Shabbos. Because in the literal psukim, we don't find joy in the Shabbos. Can't say B'yem Simchaschem goes on the Shabbos. That we should refer to Shabbos as the day of your rejoicing. Plain, it says B'yem Simchaschem. Especially when it's written right next to Mayadechem. We know over there the Pasik says specifically that there is rejoicing. Um, and Rebbe says to make a note even when we learn halacha, etc. It's also in the Pashut Kolkach. It's not so simple about Simcha and Shabbos. But anyways, certainly Rashi Pshut Shemikra cannot translate like the Sifri that Vyem Simchaschem is Shabbos because Shabbos is not Simcha. Well, maybe you're going to say it's talking about the personal joy. Simcha, stop. A day of rejoicing. I know Simcha Pratis, Shalish Pratis. I do, and you have a private Simcha of an Ish Prati. You make a simcha. So when you bring a korban to Hashem and your own joy, then you have to blow. But Rashi said, Rashi, we know whatever this pasuk is talking about the korban tzibur. So we can't say that that is what the Yem Simchaschem means. So why does Rashi neglect to explain? What are we talking about? Since Rashi doesn't make any note in explaining these words, so we have to say that according to Rashi's view, those are self-understood and they do not require any interpretation.
And therefore, Rashi is silent. And Rashi doesn't need to say anything because it's self-understood. And the Rebbe comes up now with a genius idea of what the Dubiyem Simchaschem means. Dubiyem Simchaschem, the Rebbe says, follows the previous Pasuk. In the previous Pasuk, we're talking about Hashem helped them, that they succeeded in their war. So as a result of coming from the war and being successful, you're making a day of Simcha over here. Babiur, hey, the Pasuk Lifneza, in the verse before in Nemar, it says, when a verse co- when a war comes, and then the Pasuk Goimer, etc., you shall blow in the Chatzotzeres, in the trumpets. It says, you'll be remembered, Goimer, you will be helped, you'll be saved from your enemies, Goimer. To follow up that, it's written in our Pasuk, and on the day that you will rejoice, and it says, a connecting vav to the previous Pasuk, and when you rejoice, that means, this is going to be the key to understanding the whole Rashi, all the questions. That means that this verse comes as a follow-up, a continuation of the Pasuk that of that preceded it. Then we understand, very simply, we don't have to explain what it is. What is the day of rejoicing? We're talking about the day of joy. The day of joy that they make after after you were saved. The victory of the war. To thank and to praise for HaKadosh Baruch Hu for their salvation from the hands of the enemy. So we know Rashi doesn't have to say what Ubiyem Simchazchem is. So the Pasuk is teaching us in addition that we already told before that during the war you're going to blow in the Chatzotzeres. So the Pasuk says and the day when you celebrate when you make the day of joy to the, celebrate the victory of the war and then it adds and same thing it goes on the festivals then you should blow in the Chatzotzeres for the Oilus etc. So now we understand Rebbe asked second question how do we know that we're talking about Korban Sibur? maybe we're talking about Korban Yochid how do we know? Rashi doesn't have to bring any proofs from anywhere. This is Pashtus. From now we understand very simply how Hechrech Lefarish, the proof that we have to explain the Eloisechem, Hainu Korban Tzibur, that Eloisechem means a communal Korban, a Korban de Tzibur, not an individual. Kivon Dechol Hadvorim Vahayomim Shebiksuvim Elo. Since all the days, all these words and the days that in this psukim, when you will come to the land, so that's the previous passage. Starts off when a war comes to your land, 
And then it goes when a shaitam and you'll be saved. In the days of joy, we're talking about Sibrahim. These are all communal matters. Kinnisqalil has mentioned earlier. Move on. So it's understood. Shagam Hemshachakosuf. It's also the continuation of the verse. Uskaita Mechatsoitzrois. Allah Sechem. That the Pasik is talking about. Rashi is saying, This whole Pasik is talking about. So Kosov means also for sure. That's included in this Kosov. But basically, Rashi adds the word the Rebbe said. Hakosov Medaber to tell you how do we know that it's talking about Korban Sibur? Because this is all the Psukim what they're talking about. This is what the talk Pasik is talking about, the Sibur matter. So therefore, that's what the Pasik is talking about, and that's why it also applies to the Zivcheshlamechem. So now this gives the Rebbe another clue, another answer to the other part that. Ani Hashem Alekechem, the second Rashi. Because since we're explaining now that this follows the success of the victory, that Hashem has given them victory, that they were able to be saved from their uh, enemies, why is the Ebrister saying it again? Ani Hashem Alekechem, I'll give you a reward. For what? Ani Hashem, a play. I mean, Hashem is just giving them. They're, they're in the middle of the celebration for the previous victory that Hashem has given them. That's what we aim So what does it mean, now I am trustworthy to pay you for... Let's look inside. Based on the above, the that this verse has been said as a continuation to the Pasik that preceded it, move on, Gamkein, we can also understand, the Ein Lefadesh, we can't explain, Ani Hashem Alekeichem, Anemar Khan, that when it says here, Ani Hashem Alekeichem, that is written over here, Kipirushi Bishar Mekoyim, it's like we will interpret it, in other places, as the Rebbe asked the question, from Parshish Va'ero, and Rashi says over there, Nemal Shalom Schar, and this is the way it's Nidresh Bekam Mekoyim, here you can't do it, Nemal Shalom Schar, I'm believed, Trustworthy to play reward. Because it's already articulate in the previous posseg that Hashem will pay. You reward. When you will blow in the trumpets, in the and through that, you will be saved from your enemies. That is paying reward. It's paying them to reward them for when they blow out, when they blow in the tr- trumpets. What is the teaching us this extra posik? The posik that follows immediately. The gam alus katem goimer. That also the Torah says, when you will blow, Yishalom schar, Hashem will pay them reward. We already learned that for Neshaitim Evechem, when you blow with the trumpets. That's what Rashi explains. Shayitur, You have extra words of Aniyah Shemalakechem. Hanemar Khan, which is said over here, Bal Lamad Halacha. This is coming to teach you Halacha. 
extra words telling you halacha. It's not a medrash, it's not, but it's extra words to teach halacha. Because that's why Rashi is very accurate, specific in his language. Because when he writes, from here we learn, which means Rashi is trying to tell you, I'm not interpreting the meaning of the words, I'm only coming to tell you something from these words, we learn something. He's not coming to explain the explanation of the words. That Ani Hashem their meaning is simple as they mean. I am God, your God. But we learn because we don't need the extra words. Meaning, the simple meaning means what? I'm trustworthy. I'll save you. I'll help you. To blow in the shoifer. However, why do we have to say it again? I'm only coming to explain to you why this repetition. What do we learn out from this Pasik that Ani Hashem Alakechem, we already know that Hashem will help you, as we learned the previous Pasik. And here the Rebbe changes around the whole meaning of the Rashi. We're not talking about Psukim of Malchus, we're not talking about Zechroinus, we're not talking about, we're not talking about Psukim of Malchus, Psukim of Zechroinus, or Psukim of Shoifris. No, we're not talking about that. Umam Shech Rashi, Rashi explains. Malchios im zechroinus v'shoifres that Malchios come together im zechroinus v'shoifres, which means you have zechroinus and shoifres, not psukis zechroinus and shoifres. You have skatem likzikore. You have to do zechroinus with shoifres. We do Malchios with zechroinus and shoifres. Shenemar the pasuk skatem. So here you see in the Pasuk there is Shoifres. Zikorin Hade Zichroinus. So we have Zichroinus. And Ani Hashem Alekechem Zumalchis. So this is Malchis. Ve'en Kavanosi Lefadish. Rashi is not intending here those katem when we say blowing, Goimer, when we say Zikorin, who Amiras Psukim, that we're talking here about saying the verses. This is opposite in the Pshat. The Rebbe said before, this doesn't mean the Pasuk. Here it means you will blow, you will blow the trumpet, the Chatzot, so to be a reminder to Hashem. We're not talking about saying Pesukim Rashi's Rashi is not coming to tell us anything different than the Pshat. And Rashi is not explaining those words. That's why Rashi doesn't have the heading. What is Rashi coming to tell us? The fact that the Torah adds here extra words, even though it already says in the previous Pasuk, that he's going to play reward, this teaches us that when you come into a contents which contains, there is an idea of that there is Shoifra Zichreinus, then you should add also the contents of Malchus. So basically, which means you find in this Pasuk blowing in remembrance, also we add Ani Hashem Malchus. Just like in this Pasuk, it says, We talk about a Shoifer. 
Yeah, we're talking about blowing, we're not talking about saying. We're talking about blowing, Shefer. So we do have a contest. We have this idea, a concept of remembrance. You are being remembered from Hashem. So we're talking about blowing, we're talking about remembering in this puzzle. So Moisif, the Pasik adds, this Kro you say this no Pasik, that Aniashem is the Malchis. So what do we learn from here? Kamaikain. So likewise, Bakol Pam. So anytime you find Shatzorich Li is a Khrain is a Shafris, whether there has to be Zikhrain Shafris, Bain, Kipshute, Kibrin the Dam. Whether we're talking about in a simple level, like in our case, you're blowing to remind Hashem to, of, of the people, of the Yid. Bain Amiras Psukim Rashashono. Or when we say actually the verse of Rashashono. We need to have Malchis with them. That's what Rashi is very specific. He does not write There's no word Pesukim here. Like he writes in Emer. Over there it says Pesukim. Rashi just says Because there's no verses here. There's just Blowing in the Chatzaytzeres, remembering Hashem, remembering them. Because in our case, the intent is not for the verses of Zechreinus and Shoifres, but but in the simple meaning as above. In a little bit, the different kind of explanation, different way to explain the above, is Gabna Rashi Pidu Also, according to Rashi, notwithstanding his commentary here, but the meaning of the Pasik is literally. That's why he doesn't have to explain it. Just like he didn't explain the previous pasuk, it says uskatem b'chatzoytzrois v'oylechem lizikodin ha'inushet zorich lius rakus uskatem. That you know what you gotta do is you gotta blow the shoifer the chatzoytzrois v'hakosuv and then the pasuk maftiach promises al yedeze yilizikodin through this you'll be remembered. Nothing to do with Pesukah Zechreinus, nothing to do with Pesukah Shoifer. The simple Pesukah means you blow and then Hashem will remember you. This is just like Okumoy Bikrosh Alephonov. Just like in the Pesukah that precedes it, it says, that you will blow in the Tzchatzoytzreis. And the Pesukah says, V'nizkartem, you'll be remember, and you will be saved from your enemies. So, Rashi is not explaining the Pasuk. Over here we know what the Pasuk means. That's why Rashi doesn't, Rabbi's answering his question, we don't have a Debra Maschil, we don't have, because we're not explaining the Pasuk. El Shetzorich Biur, but what we do need to explain, Kro Yisei Rani Hashem Alekechem Lomali. Why does the Torah have to write an extra Pasuk, Ani Hashem, extra words in the Pasuk, Ani Hashem Alekechem? Why do we need that Pasuk for? We already, uh, know it that when you blow, the Abishta will respond to you as we learned in the previous passage. There's a halacha that we learn, and because of that halacha that we learn from here, that's why 
Rashi writes the extra words. Now, Rashi concludes Malchus uh, says Chulu. The Rebbe asked why Chulu? What does it mean? The Rebbe is going to explain that here there's a question which arises by a sharp student. It's not a question in the very literal uh, level. So Rashi doesn't write it openly. He doesn't specify it. But Rashi hints to it by saying Lechulu because the child may have a question on the order that Rashi brings down over here. Uh, which is the order we do in the davening, versus the pasuk of Tkaitim, which comes first, which would be Shoifres, Lizikarin would be Zechroinus, and Hashem Lekim comes last. Let's look inside. So Rashi says, Chulu, as the Sifri deals with this sort of question. There is place for a sharp student to ask. Why is Rashi change? And he starts. Rashi starts with Malchiyos. Then he says, Zichroinus. So the order is Malchiyos, Zichroinus, Shoifres. Same thing is in the davening of Rosh Hashanah. Rashi says, Malchiyos, Im Zichroinus, Zichroinus. And then he brings down the Pasik, I mean, later in the Pasik, Rashi brings down the order. But when Rashi says, The is the order the way we do it in the davening also. But here, it almost seems like Rashi should have said the other way around. Rashi should have said, As the Pasik learns from here, has Seder. The Kosov in the Pasuk, Lepidish Rashi, as Rashi explains, Hushamaschil Bishoifresh, that's the Uskatim, start with Shoifresh, Achach Zichroinus, that should be the Zikorin, that comes second, Umsayim Bimalchis, then it comes Bimalchis. So, why does Rashi say, Aniyah Shemalakechem, that the Malchis is with them? Lachem Isayim Rashi Vichulu, that's what Rashi says Vichulu. Because Kavonosi Lahemshech Dibra Sifri, Rashi intends to the following words of the Sifri V'zel And this is the language of the Sifri. Im kein maro chachomim loimar malchi yistichilo. So why did the chachomim see fit to say first malchis? And v'achakach zichreinis. And then they say zichreinis. V'achakach shoifris. And then they said shoifris. So the question is, since the Pesach says utkatem, Shoifres uh, and then Lizukorin, Zechreinus, and then Ani Hashem and Malchis. So Metaret. So what is the Sifri answer? First, you have to make Hashem king over you. So that's why we start Malchis. and then later on Bakish Then seek mercy from before Hashem so that you should be remembered to Him. And then how do you accomplish that? So the shoifer is the means, the way to get the zikorin to Hashem. So that's why that's the order. Rashi brings it the din. We learn from here, which the Chachomim says, 
Malchi is tchilo, the Chacham said to say, Malchi is tchilo, he brings down, maybe Yigam can be said there's that. So he doesn't bring in the order of the Pasuk, but he brings them in the order the way the Sifri, the Chachamim say it, that it's Malchius im Zichrani the Shefris. The Malchius come together with the Zichrani Shefris. First Malchius, then Zichrani, then Shefris. That Hamlechei Olech Otchilo. That's what brings in this order. Now, why does Rashi not explain? Rashi might be Zebefeirish. Why does Rashi not quote and write this portion of the Sifri clearly, uh, openly in the Rashi? Bring this down. El is He just hints it by saying, etc. For this question is not at the simple level of the Pasuk, so that's why Rashi. Does not bring it down openly. It's just in the order of the lotion over here, Malchus Shefris. So therefore, actually, he hints it to the Chulu and relies that the sharp student, I guess, will look it up and find the answer. In Ois test, the Rebbe explains the different orders, whether it's Malchus uh, Shefris or the other way around, the Shefer Zechreinus. Amalchius, as the Pasik has it, um, based on their equivalent way, the meaning according to uh, Kabbalah and Hasidus, uh, the different levels that they represent. And so the rebels look inside. So, So we can sweeten the change of the order in the way we learn it over here, um, because we're saying Malchis, Uchreinus, and Shefres, that's how Lomadnumikan, Im, that you do, you start off with the Malchis, and that's different than the actual Posik, Mashnema Bekro, the Posik says, Uskatem, Shefres, Zechreinus and the Malchus, the way it's in the inner matter of the things, in the context of the inner meanings of them. So, as far in the idea of these three, Malchus, Zechreinus, and Shefres, it's explained about this in Hasidus that the Shefres Hainu Bina. Uh, the order Shoifres corresponds to the spheres of Bina. That's the intellect. And Zichroinus correspond to the level of Zo. That's the emotion, the Midois. Zeir Ampin. Umalchios, it corresponds to Malchus, level of Malchus. These are from the ten spheres. So you have Bina, the first one is Shoifres. Zichroinus is the Midois. Zerampin, that's that's Zichrainus, and Malchus is the Malchus. So Hine Lemato, Torah which comes from above to below. So over there we start from the top, go to the from the top to the bottom. So then we bring down these matters, Khan, the way they're brought down over here, Lifi Lemato. According to the order from above to below. So from the top to the bottom, 
First comes Bina, then Zod, then Malchus. Maschil Mishoifre, so you start there for Mishoifre, there's Uskatim, which is Bina. Achach Zichroinus, this Zikorin, which is Zichroinus, which is Zod, Zeram Binamidus. Achach Malchus, and then we have the love of Malchus. Avol Seder Avedis Odom, but when we say, Lomadno Mekan, for the Seder of the service of the person, the person starts from Milmato Lamailo. We're going from the bottom to the top. So, So we start with the lower level. And then you go from step to step, from below to above. And therefore, in the davening order, so first you start with Malchus, and then, then you go to the level of Zoh, which is Zechreinus, and then you go to Bini, you go to Shoifres, you go from the bottom up. In Aisyu, the Rebbe is going to explain various details in these two psukim that the Rebbe discussed in the Sicha about the waging of the war and the uh, sounding of the trumpets um, that explained this in the spiritual service of a person that the battle is representing the battle of war with his own Yetzir Hara and during the time of davening and how uh, the person must overcome his, this battle through blowing at the trumpets which represents the level of bittle and a person needs to continuously have this level of bittle and also the Rebbe will explain the order of first Eloi Seichem and then Zivche Shalmechem. Let's look inside. To explain the flow of the verses in the spiritual service of each one and one. First of all, the verse, the, 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 the first of these two verses begins with When you come to a war, this hints to the war that the person has with his evil inclination, the Yitzhahara Tamid, all the time. As the Pasik says, Shahu Hatsar Hatsoidereshem. He is the enemy who is causing you the troubles. Kain Lonutsar Hatsoider Kamoya. We don't have anybody who oppresses us like the Yitzhahara oppresses us, like he tries to get to us. Ubefrat. Especially, we're talking about Bishasa Tfilah, the time of davening. We know that the Tfilah, the time of davening, is the Shas Sloiso Shas Krovo. That the time of davening is the time of war. Because the time when a person tries to daven, and then he has a war, then the Yitzhara comes. Ozba, Yitzhara, then the Yitzhara comes. Lilchem Negdoi, to wage war against him, Levalbaloi, to confuse him. The Machshav with strange thoughts, etc. So what happens? So you have this war, especially when you're trying to daven. So what do we do? The verse teaches us the given advice. The advice given to be victorious in this war. You shall sound the trumpets, the chatzotres. What does that mean? 
Sounding of the trumpets, who inyan lev nishbar v'nitka, that is the a broken and a subdued heart, which means bittel subjugation v'hachno and being subdued. What does that mean? She yischanen lifnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That one should beg before Hashem, lerachim olav to have compassion on him, al nafshe on his soul, and natsila mimayim hazidoinim to save it from these. Uh, troubled waters. Uh, means the waters that are threatening to, to drown him. This is from the Lashon of the Tanya. So when you blow the Shoifer, the Pesach says, Then you will be remembered before God your God and you will be saved from your enemies. So that's the first Pesach. Then we're saying, so you were saved already. Then comes the second Pasuk and says, even while you're celebrating and you have already you still need to have that level of bittle. So perhaps a person will think to himself, that's necessary. That's an absolute necessity. In the beginning and the start of the service, when his inclination, his Yitzhahara, is in full force and it overpowers him. So you need that level of battle to be victorious. But after the victory of the war, and the salvation from the enemies, so you succeeded, you beat your Yitzhahara. And now you are serving the blessed Hashem, blessed His name, based on reasoning, understanding, knowledge. And now you have a delight in your service to Hashem. Then you don't have to, you think, person thinks he doesn't have to have now the level of subjugation and being subdued. The Pasuk teaches us now. Second Pasuk comes, That notwithstanding, even after winning the victory of the war, when you are actually Bringing korbonis, bring a korban comes from the Lodge language, coming close, koriv, lizkariv el Hashem. You are coming close to Hashem. Even then, tzorich lies uskatem goimer, that you shall blow, etc. Alein loiseichem, vazivche shalmeichem. While you are bringing this korbonis, so loiseichem zivche shlomim, tzorich lies still needs to be uskatem. You have to have a goimer habitl vahachnoa that subjugation, and that level of being subdued. Now, these two levels, the Torah talks about two korbonis. The Rebbe is going to explain. The order of and then When you're serving by bringing this korbonis, the footage, because of the Pasuk, says specifically, that the order is first 
and only afterwards on the offering of the Shlom. What does that mean in the service of Hashem? To starting is you have to bring an oil carbon, which an oil carbon, a carbon oil is totally burnt for Hashem. It goes on the Mizbech, totally all of it. That's the beginning, oil which means translated into the service of person, and in the service of man. That means the subjugation of the person, of man, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, totally, all in all, totally bottle, like the oil. After you have the bitl of oil, totally, then maybe Korban Shlomim. Then you can bring the Korban Shlomim. What is the Korban Shlomim? The Korban Shlomim is something which is not only to Hashem, which means Hainu, Baruch then the service to coming close to Kaddish Baruch Hu is Mitzad Havona Vasoga Shaloi also comes from your understanding and your grasping. That is like the Shlomim. Because the Shlomim, you get a part, Dukmas Korban Shlomim, that is similar to the Korban Shlomim. There's also a pleasure, a benefit to the all masters who bring the Korban. It's eaten by the master. That represents that the person, the Yid, is not just bottled to Hashem, but now he's enjoying it because he has an understanding. That's one way to interpret first first total bittel, and the second which is a shlomim, which also an oila. But then there's another in a more general way, korban oila hidugma the korban oila is similar to the service of davening. That the person goes up and he cleaves, connects to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Korban shlomim, on the other hand, the korban shlomim shenecha lebaylim, which is also eaten by the owners of the korban who brings it. Hidugmas avodas haodom, that is similar to the service of man based oskoy. At the time that he's occupied in his physical needs throughout the day, so that it needs to be all your acts should be l'shem shemayim. He's working, but it needs to be for the sake of heaven. Also, it's your way. You need to know Hashem in all your ways. So that's the korban shlom where the person is involved, Karmanoila, which is the Dominic. So this Pasuk hints the order of the service. Karmanoila comes before the Karman Shlom. Before you daven, one is not allowed to occupy himself and his needs before the Dominic. So you must daven first. You must have the Karmanoila first. And then you can go to the Korban Zavach Shlom. Then Rashi emphasized this more. That's not enough, but the Korban We're talking here about a communal Korban. Not just your own self. It's not sufficient that your service in davening and your subjugation should be an individual service. Last but for yourself. But rather, one needs to include himself together with the community. 
and specifically when you have the prayer of the many, is more accepted by before Hashem as brought down in the Alochas and the Shulchan Aruch. And that's why this is a Korban Tzibur. This is Mesichas, Shabbos Parshas, Bahalei Shlom, Tovshin Chavzayim.